Welcome to the Organizer Chicks podcast. I am your host, Amber Taggart, and I'm so excited today. We are going to have a special guest that I am about to bring on in a minute. But first, I want to let you know that we are talking about design today. And I think it's really important to really lay a good groundwork here because design is truly an elevation of organization, which is an elevation of decluttering. And each one of those things kind of stands on the shoulders of the last like a tower. And unless that lowest level, which is decluttering, is strong, organization really can't be built next. And likewise, design doesn't stand a chance unless there's a solid foundation of organization. So if you're listening for the first time to our podcast today, I just would like to invite you to pause right here and go back and listen to a couple of our previous podcasts. I want you to catch the one on the art of purging and then be sure to also listen to the episode on the steps of organization. And that will help you to get the most from today's episode. So I want to introduce my friend, Laura Jones, who who does all things style and design for the organizer chicks. Laura is smart and she is fun. And honestly, one of the things that I admire about her the most is how different we are as people. And so fun. <laughs> I tend to come with so much logic and she says, okay, great. Now let's zhuzh that up, you know? <laughs> and uh, she comes up with something beautiful and I say, well, that's lovely, but can we scoot that one thing so that we can still reach the cabinet behind it? And so <laughs> there's just such a fun yin and yang. And I think that's what makes it work. Right, Laura? <laughs> that could not have been said better. Yes. I think that there's a true synergy and Amber, I just, um, adore you and I always say Amber has elevated and enhanced my life and I'm so grateful. (laughs) That's just about the nicest thing anyone could say so I appreciate it and I feel exactly the same but Laura thanks so much for being here. Welcome to the podcast and do you mind just introducing yourself to everybody? My name is Laura Jones and I've lived in Northwest Arkansas for a little over 20 years and I started my career career that's a big word um, <laughs> but I I graduated with a degree in child development and then went on to get a degree in education elementary education and I taught school yeah <laughs> and I had begun my education in interior design but then Amber this won't surprise you I hit a um, math class social <laughs> drawing <laughs> and breaks on my junior year so yeah. I had to think okay well now what um yeah I really was fearful of going forward and that was in the 80s before we had a lot of the resources that we have now mm-hmm. to uh, sort of propel us in the design field um it's just different yeah. now than it was then and in and where I lived, I just didn't feel like I had a lot of choices. So mm-hmm. I went into education yeah. and I loved it and I learned a lot, but I <laughs> jokingly say that there's truth. I would tell my kindergartners, um, talk amongst yourselves because I'm going to be over here working on this bulletin board. Right. just sounds like that Um, design has always been a part of you. (laughs) It it has. Yeah. It has. And so, you know, I always say one thing leads to another. You never know, you know, what's going to manifest. But I've Mm -hmm. always had a love for art primarily and just design. And I've just been fortunate enough to um, find ways to let that unfold into a career. Right. I love that. And then Chance brought us together a couple of years ago at a networking event, right? 
That's right. Yeah. I, yes, I also, I, I was a rep for a clothing label called Etc. for about 15 years. And also during that time, I was working for an interior designer, a, a local interior designer, who is lovely and mm-hmm. was such a great teacher to me. Um, but I'll never forget, Amber, she said, because I told her, I'm not, I don't have a degree and I'm not ASID. And, mm-hmm. and so can I really be helpful to you? And she said, you have an innate talent. And yeah. I think that's, um, that's just something that designers, decorators and creators have. Yeah. It's a skill that can't really be taught. You've seen me when mm-hmm. my brain gets going. That's right. Yeah. It's I love just, that. Um, I never know what's going to inspire me or what's going to end up happening. Right. I just love the creative process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I did. I worked for a clothing label, but I was kind of getting ready to wrap that up. And I actually hired a life coach to help me figure out what was my next step. My youngest was graduating from high school and mm-hmm. I had a lot of unknowns about to happen. Right. And, um, she said, sometimes you have to let go of the good to make room for the best. Mm. And she encouraged me to try networking. Yeah. And see what opportunities could be out there for me. And as I told you, I said a little prayer before I walked into Bonefish that day. Mm -hmm. And Amber Taggart sat right beside me. (laughs) And the rest, they say, is history. I love it. I I think it's so fun because our gifts really use different sides of the brain, really. But they meet in the middle so beautifully. And I knew that we would work well together when it became obvious that your answer to everything wasn't just go purchase something new. You know, I think there are a lot of people who can go and say, well, scrap everything that you already own. We're just going to buy you a whole new wardrobe or a whole new living room suit. Or we're going to, you know, do just rip out all this carpet and start all over again. But I knew we were going to mesh well when it became obvious that you're a huge fan of helping people to really shop their own belongings. So I wondered if you could maybe tell us a little about how to see things with new eyes and maybe how to repurpose things that we already own to create a new look or a new feel in a space. Well, you're absolutely right. That's definitely the way I approach things. And um, maybe it's because I'm lazy, Amber, and I don't like to go buy things. That's manual labor. (laughs) But um, just having inspiration comes from so many places. Mm -hmm. And um, to give you an example of repurposing, one of my favorite things I ever did, a lot of times we have wedding gifts or things that we've been given from family members that are just tucked away in a cabinet. Mm. And one of my favorite things I ever did was I was working with a client in her closet and I said, we needed a, a container, okay? But okay. I wanted it to be pretty. And I said, do you have a bowl? Do you have a silver bowl? Do you have a punch bowl? Do you know, just let's get in, the, in your cabinets because I yeah. need something to put all these trucker Okay. Literally, yes. She what she was very athletic, and she would throw on a ball cap. Yeah. And I housed the ball caps in a crystal punch bowl in her closet, and I mean, we both were giddy. I love it. It was beautiful and quirky and fun, and she had never used the punch bowl. So I guess just being open to the possibility that precious things don't have to be precious, you Mm. know. I love that practicality element that you can allow yourself to indulge in, you know? Absolutely. And so going back through those things that maybe we love and we're hanging on to, but maybe we're kind of keeping them saved away for a special occasion, like life is the special occasion, right? And so let's pull it out. Let's use it. That's such a fun thing and just a fun way to like, go reshop your own cabinets, your own pantry or, or whatever it might be. Yeah, that is that's such a fun idea and I um I think that's super 
just a smart way to look at things that, you know, that honors the things that we already have. The things we have came into our life for some reason, you know, maybe they were handed down or they were gifted to us. And so if we're making the choice to keep it, then let's make the choice to see it and to use it where we can. I think that's really right. fun that the, the trucker hats were inside the beautiful crystal bowl. You know, that juxtaposition is really fun mm-hmm. and interesting. <laughs> Fun. So when you do need to shop, because, you know, there are times, right, where like maybe we're trying to transition, maybe we're going from everything you own is more of a traditional style, but you've moved into a house that is a little more modern. So there may be times when you need to shop. When you do, what are some of your favorite places to, to go and actually buy Ooh, things from? I love that question because um, honestly, I love flea markets. Okay. I love, love, love a flea market because it's unique. I, mm-hmm. I can find treasures and use in a way that nobody else is going to have necessarily. Mm-hmm. And it's the art of curating. Yeah. And collecting. I, I love a home that doesn't look like it just all flew out of the same showroom, let's say, or the right. same catalog. Because it's this is page 12. It's gathered mm-hmm. over time. And you just used the word juxtaposition, which is one of my favorite elements <laughs> of design. The tension between high and low or masculine mm. and feminine or you know, modern and traditional. That is so much more interesting yeah. and thoughtful to me in my opinion, Mm -hmm. than um, just opening up a catalog and buying everything out of the page. It takes more time and more thought, Mm -hmm. but it's so worth it. Yeah. That's my philosophy. And like I said, you know, I will go in an attic, I'll get in somebody's cabinets and just start pulling things out Mm -hmm. um, and mix it with the new thing that I might have brought them from, let's say, Home Goods, which is another favorite place. Mm -hmm. Or TJ Maxx. Yeah. You know me. You know I like to get the most bang for the buck. Yeah. And I think I just like the challenge of that, of (laughs) of finding um, an item that I have not spent a lot of money on, but using it in a powerful way. I love that. I know that something that you've really helped me to broaden my horizons on is when we, you know, first started working together, I would use a word like fashion to describe, uh-huh. you know, what was going on. And you said, well, actually, Amber, what what we're really going for is helping someone define their style. So uh-huh. do you mind speaking to the difference in those two, you know, words and phrases and, and really how you f- go about finding your style when it comes to design, if you, may, if you maybe couldn't quite put your finger on it or, or don't know the word for it? That's a big topic. And I remember that conversation distinctly because um, I think, we do typically get caught up in the word fashion and to Mm -hmm. me fashion is what is told to you by the industry. Okay. Mm. And style is your, you own your style. It is your personality. It is your taste, your Mm. taste. And I, I, um, shared a quote yesterday when I did my Facebook live, one of my favorite quotes is you are the trend. Mm. So meaning you don't, don't worry about what the industry is telling you. It's fun. It's fun for inspiration, but not every trend or fashion suits everybody. Mm-hmm. So finding your style, um, <laughs> you know, oh my goodness, Amber, one thing you um, asking me to do these Facebook things that we do, yeah. um, I found out that a lot of the people don't think like I do and they're sure. like constantly, um, thinking about style or style icons or you know (laughs) finding inspiration I can't seem to turn that off and it's a little maddening so you're in the right um, field then everybody has a favorite color right 
I would Even say if you most. Don't have, like, sure. Oh, I love so and so style. Would Would you agree? I mean, a, I would think say so. A yeah. Color or a pattern, like like maybe you like stripes or maybe right. you like florals. I just love polka dots. You know? Yeah. Polka dots. Yeah. So yeah. a color and a pattern can help you get on that journey to finding your style. Right. And you know, yes, there's home fashion and then there's mm-hmm. fashion in your closet. And Amber, honestly, I've seen time and again those two correlate. Mm, yeah. You know, what yeah. you have in your closet most times is that style is represented in your home. Interesting. So if someone's kind of that that sleek, clean lined, you yes. know, that's probably reflecting in a wardrobe and vice versa. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. So, so for me as a professional organizer, the only real rule, quote unquote, for me personally, and this is just the gospel of organizing, according to Amber, is that <laughs> I don't want to ever sacrifice function for form. But I think uh-huh. in, in our in our highest, loftiest goals, we can definitely have both. I mean, that's that's the goal is that it can be completely functional. You can know where everything's at. Everything can have a label and make sense and it can still be beautiful and elevated. But one of the things that we run into very often is that some of the cutest containers and bins, because you know, guess what? Stuff is just not appealing. And so if we're trying yeah. to kind of elevate our space, a really great way to do that is just to have some some bins or some baskets, you know, some containment of some kind. But so many of the really nice looking things don't have a spot for a label. What would you suggest somebody do in a situation like that where there wasn't like my sticky label won't stick to the side of this? Mm. You know, maybe it's a, a wooden, a woven, you know, bin, or maybe it's, um, you know, a canvas bin or something where a traditional sticker won't stick. Do you have any tips for us there? Well, I can tell you what I did personally because when I started working for you and I discovered those sort of seagrass baskets that we were getting Mm -hmm. at um, Home Goods, and I love those. I love the natural texture and color that they are, and they they don't really work well with a sticky Mm -hmm. label maker kind of a thing, Mm -hmm. but they do have a little rectangular opening to act sort of as a handle, Mm -hmm. and I just took ribbon and tied around that and I had some little gift tags that oh. had a hole like yeah. a hole punch at the top and I just used a marker in my handwriting wrote what the designation was for that basket yeah. and tied it on with a ribbon and then another instance where I have I have plastic trash cans and the label from the label maker wasn't wanting to stick on those so I just put the sticker on the shelf that the trash bin is sitting under. Love that. I mean, there's definitely ways to um, creatively label things. And mm-hmm. I just have to thank you because when I open my cabinets and I see that, it gives me <laughs> such joy. <laughs> I love it. And I never did that until I met you. Oh. And I'm a fairly organized person. <laughs> I love that. It's not infrequent that someone will, will come along and maybe call or text after you know, the day after a day of work and they'll say, oh my gosh, every time I keep getting stressed, I just walk in here and just look at my pantry or just go look at my closet, whatever the area is. And I just feel so much better. So I'm with you. It really does. There's so much emotional and mental just peace that Mm -hmm. can come from what we do. And I'm just so happy to be part of it. Oh, well, I'm, I'm super thrilled you're part of it too. I wanted to ask you about the, the contrast or maybe how they can work together, mixing and matching. 
And I, I feel like we want to be able to create visual interest. And for somebody like me, who does tend to be so just frankly analytical and kind of boring in my brain, you know, my go, my thing has always been like, well, uh, let's pick out two colors and stick to those because I know I can find ways to match those colors in my bedroom, in my living room, whatever it might be. Right. Um, but I feel like you have really brought in a lot of, you know, more of making it go, making it work. And I wondered if you could just kind of speak to that, the, the difference in, you know, mixing versus matching and having something work in a space. Mm, mm. Well, yeah, that's a big topic too. And please don't use the word boring to describe yourself. <laughs> yes, <laughs> analytical, but you are not nearly boring. Um, the opportunity to, to glean new information from the way that we think is is so fantastic. And let's say when you were saying that, I was thinking like a bedroom set of furniture mm-hmm. or when you buy a bedding set, I would offer that buy a headboard But, you know, get a dresser from a flea market or consignment store or Craigslist and you can have things that are, like you said, go together but don't match. Mm. For me, from the way I like to work, mixing is more interesting and just visually stimulating to me than have everything match. Mm. A lot of people just don't have the interest or the time. And so if it matches, that works for them and that's pleasing. And I'm not saying there was anything wrong with that at all. But what I love most to hear, and I've told you, is to hear somebody say, I never would have thought of that. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's music to my ears. And I love to teach people that mixing is okay. It's okay to take a risk. And if you try something like mixing patterns or maybe unusual colors, I even surprise myself sometimes with color combinations. Don't just, you know, it starts, I think, at a young age. We're made to feel fearful of being creative because mm. it could be wrong. Right. And it's not. It's not. It Just be fearless in your risk-taking, even with your fashion mm. and your home design. If it doesn't work, you can change it. But mm-hmm. And that's another thing about a flea market. If you haven't invested a whole lot of money or let's say you hire someone like me to come and help you and Mm -hmm. because I don't try to dictate my style I just try to help the client figure out their style and elevate it to be the best for them Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know if that's answering the question um yeah no I think that's great. And I love what you said about, you know, the fear of being wrong. And I you know, I think it's so interesting. You know, you look at, you mentioned being a kindergarten teacher, you look at that kindergarten class, and it's time for art, and everyone just tears into it, right? Like every kindergartner paints, and they sculpt with their clay, and they're proud of what they did. And they, yeah. like, we have this innate drive toward being creative. But somewhere along the way, you know, as kids get a little bit older, and now they're maybe in like the, you know, third, fourth, fifth grade, we start getting really critical of ourselves and of each other and suddenly everyone's not an artist and the artists begin to emerge and other people go off into you know other other paths and trails but I think it's important to remember like every one of us as little kids we were innately creative we were instinctively proud of what we produced whether or not it really looked exactly like anything wasn't quite the point right and I think there's really something to be said for maybe remembering that and like getting back into that Exactly. I um, I think we start living in com- comparison land. Mm-hmm. Comparison is a, a thief of our creativity. Yeah. And I would rather, I would offer that we look to each other for inspiration. Yeah, I love that. You know, yeah. and, and let's not criticize ourselves or anyone else and mm-hmm. just adopt a mentality that it's okay to 
to have your unique perspective. Right, right. I love that. So um, kind of my last question for you here, I know that again, as a professional organizer, one of the things that we see often is that there are spaces in our homes that can become hot spots for clutter. And they tend to be the spaces that are these flat surfaces, right? So it's the Uh kitchen counter, or it's the dining room table, or maybe it's an entryway table. And one of the things that I like to suggest, once somebody has kind of gone through the process of, you know, we declutter, we organize, we find homes for things. So that these things have been, you know, kind of continually being plopped into the hot spots actually have a place to go. But then one thing to really reinforce that work we've done is to use design to create a visual reminder that we're no longer going to plop things in the hot spot zone anymore, right? Uh-huh. This entryway uh-huh. table is no longer the place where I plop the mail when I walk in the door. It is now a beautiful display. And so you actually just recently did such a fabulous entryway table. And I wondered if you could walk us through what your particular process was for that, because it's something that I think maybe everyone could really take something from and be like, okay, maybe I can, maybe I can do this, you know? Yeah, that's a great idea because all that was, was me telling a friend about a wallpaper that it's called Gracie wallpaper. And it's a a New York company that was started in the 1800s and they have a very particular style. Mm -hmm. And my friend had never heard of it. So she Googled it and this image came up and it was gorgeous. And she loves blue and white chamoiserie sort of pottery Mm -hmm. dishes and that kind of thing and has collected those. And, um, it was a picture of a Gracie wallpaper with a big console table and then a bunch of the blue and white dishes and ginger jars and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And the wallpaper background was yellow. And, um, so when she saw that picture and sent it to me, after she Googled Gracie wallpaper, I said, don't you have yellow in your entryway, yellow wallpaper? <laughs> You're halfway there. And she said, yeah, I do. But, and she had never, like, she had a beautiful antique buffet in there, console table herself. And, yeah. um, but that was it. And some lamps and a mirror. But she wanted to bring her blue and white in there. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was so happy to shop her kitchen and house yeah. and pull all these things together into one location and it just it makes her so happy now and she looks at her blue and white and it bounces off of that yellow Mm -hmm. wallpaper and looks amazing and that's um one other little style tip amber that i would say if you have collected objects and you know say you have a collection of of dishes or boxes or whatever it is you collect Mm -hmm. they have so much more presence and impact if they're all together Mm -hmm. in a location and she was able to see that it just Oh, it was magnificent. I love so that. So that started yeah. with her Googling, you know, an idea and um, shopping her kitchen. Yeah. And there was an inspiration photo to work off of. And I love that. Yeah. So, and it's not about that you tried to recreate it exactly piece for piece. It's that you said, I like certain elements of this. What are they? And you helped her to, to kind of get analytical. What about that are you responding to? Why do you like this? What about that? Do you already maybe even own? Did you guys actually make any purchases to complete that transformation? You don't know, as Paul Harvey used to say, the rest, the rest of, the of the story. The rest of the story. Oh, good. Ready? For this? <laughs> ready. Because you asked me to start doing these Facebook posts, I did. Yeah. And because I wanted to include Am- or Esther in that, I did. And her friends saw what we did on on Facebook Live, went into her stash of blue and white pottery that she no longer loved and called my friend Esther and 
gifted her oh. some gorgeous pieces no. <laughs> that Sunday after I left and um, she sent me pictures of them and she was so giddy and her friend was so just giddy to um, mm. give them to someone that would love them. They had a loving and home. Appreciate that. Isn't that great? That's so wonderful. I love that. I know. So <gasps> as far as I know, I don't think she's bought anything. Yeah. Else. And obviously, you're listening on a podcast today, but I really, I just can't encourage you enough. If you are on Facebook, you need to go and check out the Style Chick. So it's facebook.com slash groups slash Style Chick. Completely free group to join. Laura is live there most every Wednesday at 3.30 talking about some element of style. If it's fashion, if it's a capsule wardrobe, if it's if it's design on a dime, if it's, you know, what are the latest colors for this upcoming season? So there's just so much value and so much fun and so much inspiration there in that group. So go check that out on Facebook. See what Laura is doing over there. Um, it's so much fun and you can actually see the pictures <laughs> that we've been talking about. But I think the fun takeaway here is that you don't have to go. You know, I love what you said. It's the goal isn't that we all end up having, you know, the same exact living room from the Martha Stewart catalog page 12, right? It's <laughs> it's that we we ask ourselves, what do I love? What do I respond to? What do I want to surround myself with in this home that I have paid for every square footage of and that I need and deserve to be this respite away from the rest of the world, a place where I can come and relax and refresh and be with family and be productive and and be at peace. What does that look and feel like for me? And might I just have what it takes laying around other areas of this home? And can I pull it together in a cohesive way that may be inspired, you know, by a picture or, or even by another thing? I, you know, I think, like you said, maybe you could get inspired by a beautiful, you know, dress print that you found somewhere yeah. like maybe that makes its way into your tablescape, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Amber, you know how my brain works. Yeah, I love it. I love yeah. it. Awesome. Well, Laura, thank you so much for being on here with us today. Um, everybody, I want to highly, again, encourage you, go check out facebook.com slash groups slash style chick. Follow along with Laura there. We're always open to new ideas, suggestions. What would you like to hear about next? So check us out there and stay tuned for another episode of the Organizer Chicks podcast. Laura, will you come back another time sometime? Would I you be would, a guest again? I would love to, Amber. I love to talk to you. Excellent. Well, I, I feel the same way. I know we'll definitely want to talk in the future about getting into the fashion side of things and maybe even going into that concept of a capsule wardrobe and how to make things, you know, that mix and, and match and just the magical math of the capsule wardrobe, how you can have so many outfits out of fewer high quality tailored to you pieces of clothing. So we'd love to have you again. Fantastic. All right. Awesome. Hey, Laura, thanks so much and um, have a great night. All right. Thanks, Amber. Thank you. All right. And to everybody else, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Organizer Chicks podcast. I have a special and I think a really fun thing coming up for you next podcast. I want you to know you're going to be hearing from special guest Ryan Taggart. Oh, that's right. He is my nine-year-old son. We're going to get into talking about kids and clutter. What can we as adults, as parents do to help our kids learn to be happy, be happy with less, less stuff, less to clean up? How can we empower our kids and create a situation where they can win when they're told to go tidy up a space? So stick around with us for that. And thanks for listening. 
That wraps up this episode of the Organizer Chicks podcast. Make sure to subscribe here and stay up to date with us on social media. We're at facebook.com slash the organizer chicks. And on Instagram, we're at the underscore organizer underscore chicks. Also make sure to check out theorganizerchicks.com for more information on who we are and what we do. If you found our podcast interesting or helpful today, please give us a review on iTunes as it makes our show more visible to others. And a big thanks to Sweet 25 for letting us use their song, Thinking About You. Check them out on Spotify and iTunes as well. Thanks again for listening and be sure to catch our next episode as we work to help you turn your before into an after.